Okay, hi everyone. We are Beth and Ellie, also known as Backpack Divers. And we're here with Gemma and Ian on the Big Scuba Podcast. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Big Scuba Podcast. This is episode 49 and welcome. Uh, my name is Ian, I had to think then, and also <laughs> with me uh, on the Zoom is... My name is Gemma. <laughs> my illustrious co-host. So yes, welcome. And um, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. So coming up on 49, we have... Elliot and Beth, the backpack divers. Um, they are a couple of young divers who got some great plans coming up for mm-hmm. them, looking to buy a boat and go sailing around and diving and make lots of fascinating and exciting content, which would be really good. Yes. Keep an eye on for next year. Yeah, they're going to be talking to us about their story and uh, some of their diving, which would be good. But before we do that, Jem, you've got some news on... Uh, giant manta rays we have yes it's um they have now been given the conservation status of being uplisted to an endangered species which is not we've featured uh mantas with the manta trust and um manta pacific as well but yeah they've uh joined over sixteen thousand endangered species they've been added to the list now so, and at this stage, 30% of sharks and rays are now on the threatened list with extinct, extinction. Yeah, so the the red list is the UN red list yeah. of all the endangered uh, animals. And they're not always uh, marine ones. They can be landlocked animals as well. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah it's a big list. But uh, unfortunately, it's due to our intervention because they've been targeted for their gill plates, which they use to filter feed and obviously the Asian-based community have used it um, as something that, you know, they consider to be useful to harvest. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So um, something needs to be done about that. So hopefully uh, there'll be some good news with them being protected. Yeah. And it's good it's being highlighted because obviously yeah. people can then consider, you know, thinking about what they're doing and hopefully more protection of the species you can't have them going extinct you know beautiful animals no. so it's amazing that people actually um, hunt them people do there you go uh, but yeah thank you very much for that um keep us uh, keep us posted on that so the other <laughs> thing we need to talk about Jem, before we get into the backpack divers is the big scuba bat phone that mm. we mentioned on the previous episode okay so we have had some messages which are really great and I did promise the first person that messages would give a little shout out. And that was Lee from Sheffield, bless him. Uh, he very kindly wrote in to, and sent us a message on uh, on the back phone to say he's listening and also he's enjoying the big scuba, which is really great. And um, he's, he normally dives at uh, Stony Cove. So okay. uh, he normally does a night dive up there. So that's really good. And he did that via WhatsApp. He did it via the WhatsApp. So yep. the number is from roll plus forty four seven eight one zero double o five nine two four. Okay. We'll repeat that again later on. So the idea that is when somebody's going diving or maybe they go kayaking, they'll send us a voice message to say, Hey, I'm now off diving, this is where I'm going. 
and we can give them a shout out and say, what? Well, you know, they, they tell us who they're diving with. Yeah. And uh, let us know. And then they can maybe they'll do it afterwards and say, you know, really great dive, you, you know, great conditions. Yeah, even a visa report of what Stony Cove was. Or... Visa report. Yeah, brilliant idea. Viz report. I like that. You know, we can be responsive and act yeah. there and then and share it with everybody. How good, how, how, how good is that? <laughs> On the cutting edge. On the cutting edge, exactly. That's what I like. So there we go. So that is the big scoop of bat phone. And yeah, it actually does glow red as well, Jen. Not just saying that. Yeah, and it's been glowing red, hasn't it? It has been glowing red. Lots of messages today. It's brilliant. Okay. And um, so I think that's about it. So let's sit back and uh, have a chat with our new friends, Elliot and Beth from the Backpack Divers. Yeah, so this is episode 49. Hello. Hi, hello, hi. Okay, so Elliot and Beth, thank you for joining us on the Big Scuba podcast. Do you want to tell us a bit about yourselves and explain to our audience who you are and what you're about? Yeah, of course. So uh, my name's Beth. Um, I have um, personally been diving since I was 10. Uh, I think I went on my first dive on my 10th birthday. My parents were both just recreational divers and always loved a bit of travel. I jumped straight into it and just loved it from the start, really. And that um, sort of led me, really, which I did. I did marine biology at uni. Um, so just finished that last year. Um, we met just while I was doing my finals um, and sort of obviously instantly hit it off with a bit of a shared love of diving. So really, I'm just completely recreational diver. Um, got into diving in Scotland once I met Elliot and um, which was definitely very different especially because I specialized in tropical marine biology <laughs> so it was a bit of a swift change but um, we've just been making the most of it really diving as much as we can and hopefully after Covid I can explore a bit more of my my degree um, once we can travel again but yeah that's sort of my brief background really I've lived here my whole life um, but hoping to move so are you working at the moment? Um, so at the moment I'm working from home. I work for uh, the bank, which is a very big change from oh, degree. And it's great. I feel lucky because I've been able to work all through lockdown. We've been making the most of diving as the two of us, obviously, because we're allowed to, we can go diving ourselves. It's been great. We haven't had to rely on our clubs to be able to dive lockdown and stuff. I'm Elliot. Um, I'm a Royal Navy clearance diver. Uh, we're based up here in Scotland. Um, then we're all spread across the country. Uh, just returned off a second international deployment. Um, we specialise in uh, underwater EOD, but also do stuff um, that's up to the high water uh, point. So um, when you say EOD, what are we talking about? So it's explosive ordnance disposal. So usually um, removing legacy mines from the uh, World War. Uh, we also are we talking about the ones that are attached, magnetic ones. Uh, there's all sorts. Anything, any any explosive um, from the war. Well, not any explosive that was uh, that's in the water uh, we remove um, we can either take it out of situ or explode um, uh, demolish it wherever it is using explosives um, and we also specialize in uh, IED which is um, improvised explosive devices and as well as that we do other like hole searches searches of jetties for when ships are coming in um, and other maritime tasks that require divers usually getting, getting rid of things that look like bombs as well just big tires <laughs> yeah yeah 
I bet. I bet you get some uh, some interesting call-outs, I imagine. Yeah, they do get some uh, interesting calls for things that look like things that they're not. <laughs> um, but it, but yeah, it's um, it's a varied job. There's lots of different aspects to it, um, but it all obviously centres around diving. I started diving when I was 12 with my local BZAC club, yeah. um, which is Chillington Divers, and uh, I do try and pop back whenever I can, but with COVID, obviously, yeah, at the moment, been. we haven't been able to go back, but... Um, Currently, I'm just waiting to do my practical instructors exam because that was meant to happen in April, but it's been pushed through till hopefully 30. It's meant to be, yeah, two weeks' time. Yeah, so hopefully finish that off because um, I like to get out in the water and teach a lot more because yeah. a lot of the inland sites, I've dived quite a bit and as exciting as they are, I like to go and help out down the club whenever I can. Yeah. Um, and it also helps when we go travelling to be an instructor. Yeah, you earn some money then, can't you, as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so whereabouts in Scotland are you based? Uh, so we're based up in Glasgow. Right, just okay. Glasgow. Yeah, so we're on the west coast. Right next to Loch Lomond. Yeah. Um, I've usually, we're diving up. We've been to Oban quite a few times because it offers a lot of shore diving. So if yeah. there's not boats going out, we can just get a, get a little B&B and dive ourselves. Wanted to do some Basking Shark tours this year, but um, they were just a little out of our our price range at the moment and um, they're pretty expensive and we sort of he didn't get back from start of October um, and the main time for that yeah so maybe do it next year because it's sort of a bit of a bit of a dream really yeah. to see them it would be amazing yeah have you guys to home as well isn't it yeah yeah definitely it's only what is it like an hour an hour away from us Oban we're about an hour and a half from Oban yeah, it's yeah. Wow. yeah. So. I know some people went up there last year and had a great time yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It offers a lot of, um, it's a good focal point for diving. So you can dive, as long as you've got a rib, you've got access to so many different dive sites around there. But also for beginners, you can go straight off the beaches there and you can have a perfect dive down to 15 metres with originally yeah. when we went at first. I'd say mm. the visibility was, well, it was up 15 metres. We can still... Not on our most recent trip, but the very first one we went on, I couldn't. It was one of my first open water dives in the UK, and I couldn't do the viz. It was insane. You saw two octopuses, three octopuses, in yeah in, within the first five minutes. So they're amazing to see, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, just wish we had more time to just sit and watch them. Like yeah. how they change colour in that, just brilliant. Yeah, oh, it was amazing. They were one was eating a little. Yeah. And then we, we started him because we didn't realise we were just dropped his conch shell. And I was trying to give it back to him. I was so sorry. Please take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Finish your dinner. <laughs> so, you're gonna, so you're going down the instructor route. And Beth, you are already a dive master. Aren't you, you qualified in the Red Sea? Yeah, I, I um, qualified in the Red Sea in 2018 alongside my dissertation research. So nice. I was really lucky I was able to go out to the, just under two months um, as part of my uni course, which was incredible. So uh, there was different expeditions going all over the place. Um, but with this one, I, I sort of I went on my own um, and was doing my research, with looking at different coral resilience at different depths and certain corals to climate change, which there's loads of work on that going on in the Red Sea at the moment, but more up north. And I was just outside old El Kazir, maybe an hour and a half from Hergada. And um, that, that section of reefs never been looked at before. So I was working with some citizens to build a baseline study that sort of can be looked at years on down the line changes. And while I was out there, they were like, do you fancy doing your dive master? It wasn't really planned. And I just sort of ran it along um, 
which was which was amazing but we're we're hoping to get both we're going to both um hopefully early next year again all covid dependent um just so we can get that sort of extra start to what we mm. really want to do and we'd love to incorporate as well that's sort of goal yeah. isn't it, really that's our that's our end goal um please uh, achieve utilizing both of our like, at my underwater well you would say underwater engineering as such or planning planning and <laughs> at like looking at different aspects of it and then utilizing that with the biology side of it and trying to bring that together to see if we can take our skills and use yeah, them yeah it'd be useful wouldn't it yeah, yeah it's a great partnership <laughs> yeah <laughs> always works doesn't it <laughs> oh what? hello what's this <laughs> what? what's this about Oh no, he just, he, he's, he's very good. And I, I um, don't like being told what to do. <laughs> oh, right. If we're going over this way in the water and we don't have a domestic this way, we're there. definitely going this way. <laughs> I wander off. I like to go and look at things. Yeah. <laughs> he likes to dive the plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of meant, it's what you're meant to do is, you know, plan the dive, dive the plan, all that. I know. <clears throat> <laughs> Don't start. Don't tell me as well. <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. It's all right. Have you guys managed to get up to Scotland to dive? Yes, we went to St Abs in September. Oh, amazing! That's yeah. that's really not far from where I'm from originally. Um, yeah. I'm from about an hour north of there. It's a lovely town, St Abs, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, we had three days and six dives. Oh, that was nice. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done St Abs? I haven't, we haven't done St Abs, we want to do St Abs and the Farns, it's one dive, one dive we haven't really done, because it's never really came, we want to do it, it just never really married up with what we were doing at the time, it's always like, yeah we'll do that next month, and then something comes up, and we're like, we'll do it next month, but we're definitely going to try and do it, yeah definitely. It's not the, no, but it's the time. We are fortunate in the UK, because there's some brilliant diving in the UK, and yeah, uh, you know, whether you're in the north, whether you're in the south, East, West, you know, no matter where you go, mm. uh, inland as well, we are very fortunate. We've got, you know, even in the summer, you can yeah. you know, uh, get in with a wetsuit, can't you? You know, yeah. jump in, have, have a nice dive. So tell us a bit more about, you know, what you've been doing, you know, for work. So when you get call out uh, yeah. and you could get a call, obviously we're not after secrets here, but, you know, you, I presume you could be asked to do anything. How do you gear up for that, for, for some of these dives? So we've always, we always um, make sure that we're swept up with the, the uh, exercises which we're expected to get. So there's only a handful of scenarios which can be modified here and there. But the baseline scenario is you're going you're gonna to be diving down and it's dependent on the, the depth will change, but really the, what you're actually going to do doesn't really change that much. So we practice that a lot in harbour. We're practicing it constantly, so we're always ready for it. And then when we get called out, uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the time um, it's beaches, um, so explosives washing up on beaches mm -hmm. by yeah. dog walkers. So you will find that the, uh, the, call, the being called out, is, is in direct correlation with the good weather when people are going out dog walking. Um, but if it is found like fishermen pulling it up in their nets um, is, a, is a big one. Uh, other divers finding it as well. People on dive, people like when they were down in Portland recently, some divers found a big torpedo in Portland and yeah. notified um, 
the Southern Diving Group and they went and disposed of that. It get exciting to blow these things up. Yeah, um, it, it does. Uh, I mean, we do it quite a lot. Um, My favourite story is Shetland and you let the policemen do it. <laughs> yeah, but we, really? we, try, we try and get, we try and involve, like, try and uh, involve community a lot as well. And they do, we go up to... Uh, have a right who's going to do the plunger. <laughs> yes, a huge plunger. Do, do you have a plunger? No, no. <laughs> It'd Ooh. be quite cool if you had a plunger. It's yeah, big, you have a plunger. Just, yeah. It's a big. big red button. Yeah, don't press the big red button. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone presses it, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually we can move them out of the way, though. Um, some people always worry, especially Beth, and she's asking that, like, sometimes if it's in the middle of a reef or it's in an area where... You cut, where it, um, like a harbour, for example, you don't want to be detonating a World War II mine in a harbour um, for so obvious reasons. We've got to blame the people who dropped it in the first place, really, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, and a lot of it's us, so... Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not! <laughs> yeah, we never did. It's the other yeah. side. But, uh, yeah, we do, we do have methods of moving it around. We practice that quite often with uh, drill mines. We have quite a few... Uh, replicas of the of the things we're expecting to deal with so with this experience that you've got wouldn't you not earn more money uh, when you're traveling around thinking about you know what you're going to be doing and that rather than instructing you could probably earn more money as commercial diving as you go around um you could do i mean it's a hard sector to move into and it's probably as a working environment i wouldn't be looking to move into uh, I don't think it suits me. It suits other people. Fine. I don't. I don't think it suits me. Our no, plan currently is um, we were in talks before COVID happened. We were talking to uh, Force Blue over in um, over in America. I don't know if yeah. you know them. Are they yeah. in Miami? Uh, yeah. Sort of there, yeah. And uh, I was talking about setting up a um, a small team of through adventures training setting up a small team of volunteer divers to go over there and assist them with it because we have experience building things underwater and moving things around and just the general planning and operation of diving, which yes. implemented, implemented into the biology research side of it um, as much as they are experiencing what they're going to look at and what they're doing. If they want something built underwater, then they don't have the expertise. The same way we don't have the expertise about like um, coral fragmentation and stuff like that. We don't know. But if they say this is what we want doing, we can fill in the gaps and they can fill in the gaps. Yeah. And it's working together rather than against each other because a lot of the times there's too many sectors in diving that don't work with that don't work with each other when they both have skills. That well, that sounds controversial. That does. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's lots of areas of diving that if they work together then you'd have a better outcome but that's that's kind of what we want to go into doing after yeah. after all this is yeah i think we with our with obviously that's something we looked into with forces blue but something else we're sort of in the very very early stages of setting up like this is sort of a meaningful we're in our well, you're in your mid-twenties now. I'm in my early twenties. This is like a before we're 30 sort of plan, so it's quite a long-term plan. Um, and we're thinking about um, buying a, a sailing yacht at some point before we're 30 and starting our own sort of diving charter business, but it would be um, incorporating teaching with that side of it. But the sort of 
like I said, working with Forces Blue and potentially getting involved in coal fragging and stuff like that would be all sort of stepping stones on the way to that, which is sort of our very, yeah. very cherry on top kind of dream at the moment. Um, but it's something we're looking into sort of more and yeah. more at the moment and obviously getting our instructors would be another stepping on the way. Well, the more boxes you can tick, you know, the more marketable you are and the more chances you've got of earning money when you're away from home, aren't you? With the boat, we're hoping to make it less of a profit, like making, we don't want to just make another liver board. Um, we want to incorporate people as the crew. Yeah. So people coming on form part of the crew. So they feel part of the expedition as such. So we will pick a location. We quite like diving at the moment. What we've started to do, and we like it more and more, is around the UK. Um, obviously, you've got to have the experience for it. But picking dive sites that not many people dive. Mm. And going to see them, whether it's if it's going to be a washout and it's and it's rubbish, then you still got the experience of it being rubbish. But you might find something that no one else sees or somewhere to go back to, and it's yeah. not overdived. It's not somewhere you. Sometimes it can feel when you go, you probably feel the same. I don't know. Whether I'm speaking for you, but if you go on a dive site that you've dived a hundred times, sometimes it can feel like you're taking a walk through the park and you know exactly what you're going to see. It's nice, and it's yeah. a little bit. Sometimes you want to go and have that bit of, I don't know, you don't know what's around the next corner, you don't know what to expect. And that's no, you've always got, you always got to um, move out your comfort zone where you yeah. can. But you, you're going to be going around different parts of the world, aren't you? Yeah. To, to explore and that. So, you know, you're going to have that chance to, to do all that. Yeah. So we, we did recently, we went over to Bass Rock, um, which is that's just... not far from St Abs a couple of hours off this it's just off the coast of North Berwick right okay. but you probably recognize it it's very sort of famous on like Scottish postcards and stuff like that um and it's it's privately owned um but my my dad worked to get good terms with the owner and he gave us permission to dive it because it's, it's never been dived before wow. Oh, wow um and one of the local farmers um also uh Mr. Hatchery in the area just off of Bass Rock um, again, my parents have lived there for... What's it called? Bass, Bass. B-A-S-S, Bass Rock. Okay. Um, and do you want to get a picture of it? And um, so we sort of know the area very well, know the people very well, but my daughter and our, our boyfriend are going to go and dive there. Is that okay? Gave us permission. We took our... We bought about two or three months ago, we bought a little three-metre um, rib, which we call Big Naughty, because she's absolutely <laughs> tiny. <laughs> Um, we took her across. It's only it's about two kilometres off the coast. Uh, uh, it's not very good on the camera. Yeah, it's on your Instagram though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I that one. Yeah. yeah. So we, we put the dive kit in the rib. We put my mum in the rib as well because she's a good little photographer. And um, we we took her across, and it was absolutely stunning day, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, we put mum on the rock with the gannets. It's the biggest northern uh, <laughs> gannet Connolly. Colony. Colony in the world. <laughs> um, David Attenborough's done a show on it and everything. It was a bit mad. And mum was taking photos of them, taking all the pictures of us in the water. And it was incredible. Like one of the healthiest um, ecosystems. He's got a lot more diving experience in the UK, but one of the healthiest I've ever seen. Cold water corals like everywhere. Wow. Um, there's lobsters. Because obviously there's a lobster hatchery. <laughs> there's lobsters everywhere. Small um, edible crabs. Um, like, so it was just 
so much life and it was just all on the rocks underneath it was so picturesque and we videoed it for the owner and the owner of the lobster hatchery as well because they've, they've been working there their entire lives but they've never seen subsurface so they were really <laughs> interested to see what it was like down there i bet and is your mum still all right on the rock <laughs> yeah, um, she's fine i've got to go back and collect her at some point yeah <laughs> I, I hope she's not too cold <laughs> oh, she was blue bless her when we got up she was she'd taken a little flask of tea <laughs> and we were going to go for a second dive and i was like no let's let's take mum back she, they are going to come back for me they are going to come back <laughs> any moment I was thinking that yeah. and then we surfaced clambered up onto the rock just to sort of see what it was like up there and the biggest bull seal I have ever seen just popped up next to the boat. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I was swimming, we normally anchor the boat off and then um, we take a line off the bottom and go away from the anchor. So we come back to the anchor, up the anchor and into the boat. And yeah. uh, instead we decided to come back up the side and crawl onto the rock. And I said to Beth, I'll, I'll just jump into the water bring and, the I'll, and I'll, bring, I'll bring the boat in so you can all just jump in. I'll pull the anchor up. As I was swimming over, the faces on these two. <laughs> the seal trapped me over. I didn't realise he was there. I jumped into the boat, turned around, and his head was oh, probably no, the size of my torso, maybe. He was oh, really? Was, they do get big, don't they? He was big. And um, apparently, like, afterwards, when we were speaking to people, they were like, no, he's a really well-known seal. Like, that's his, his home, and he's known to everyone as being specifically massive. But he was so chilled, wasn't he? But he was just huge. I'm so glad we didn't see him while we were diving, because I think... I'll yeah, he was moving. <laughs> the, um, the boat that we were on at St. Abbs, the captain was telling us about five seals that are uh, based up St. Abbs. Mm. And he was saying that one part of the ro rocks, they're really, really playful. Mm -hmm. But if you go to another part of the rocks, and it all depends on the currents and that, mm. they, they can be quite territorial. Their yeah. behaviour completely changed. Same five seals... But depending on where you go, is, that changes their behaviour. That's amazing. Did you see many while you were in? Not a huge amount, not like the farns. Yeah. The farns, they're, they're on you as soon as you jump in. You know, they'll be on you, grab and hold your leg, you know. Um, you know, and they are very playful. A lot more yeah. playful than what... I've snorkelled with them down here mm -hmm. and on our uh, east coast here on the uh, Blakeney Point. There's a big colony of grey and mm -hmm. common seals. And um, if you kayak up there, because the diving up there is not, not the best because the, the, it's very sandy and it just swells about a lot. But if you kayak up there, they, and Gemma, you've had this, haven't you? And they, yeah, they they're go, really inquisitive. Yeah, it's amazing. They just pop up and then suddenly they'll just whoosh off. And then, yeah. But we've been up there and we've had like probably a couple yeah. hundred around us, haven't we? Oh, yeah, but wow. if you get in the water with them, and snorkel they keep a distance mm -hmm. yeah. they keep a good sort of like meter two meters away mm -hmm. but um not then at the farms they totally interact with you and pull your fins scratch your head all sorts i've lived with them in quite a few places and um yeah i think it having a local knowledge like you say like the uh the skipper of the boat knowing where to go is is quite important um, I think that's what we were worried about. We just thought this guy's never seen, probably never seen divers around here before. We're in his territory. <laughs> and we were just a bit like, yep, yeah, nope, fair, fair enough, mate. We'll go. We'll leave you to it. Because we dived, uh, we're up in the Shetlands. Um, in, uh, no, in, I was diving up in the Shetlands well, last, um, summer. last summer. 
and we took the boat out and we were doing some training exercises and we were just diving and uh, we were diving solo on our own. So obviously you have that extra feeling of someone's behind you all the time. <laughs> and then, you, but um, we, uh, the water's crystal clear up there. It's a shame that the Shetlands are so far away to get to for nearly all of the people in the UK. But if you can go there, it's really, the visibility is amazing. Mm-hmm. There's white sands on the bottom. There's kelp, golden kelp fields. It's really good. A seal that was just lying. She, it was a female seal. She was just asleep on the bottom. Um, but as soon as they see you, they're not as interactive, obviously, as they would be in the farms because they're not used to seeing people. But it's yeah. quite funny when they look at you. It's as if they don't, they don't fully understand what you are. <laughs> and they don't come right close like normal. You know, normally they come up biting your regulators and anything yeah. sticking out. Um, but they kind of like want to come close. But every time you look at them, like uh, face on, they'll, they'll shoot off straight away and they'll be gone for half an hour. So they always just sort of sit just behind you. Yeah. Field view. Mm. Yeah, that was quite a good experience. With them. But I do like them. I'd be in the water with them all the time. Um, we really want to do the farms. We've not had a chance to get there, have we? It no. sounds amazing. Yeah, so how much UK diving have you done? Have you done lots or has it been more overseas? So majority of mine has been the UK. Um, majority um, of mine has been overseas. Yeah. <laughs> so it's warm water, cold water. <laughs> yeah, I, when we met, I'd never done a UK dive. And Elliot was like, you can't call yourself a diver if you, can, if you can't dive in cold water. So he put me in this uh, dry suit, which has been passed down through his dive club. It's called Dave just got Dave written on it in big old letters in Sharpie big old red trilaminate and is it trilaminate? No it's a seven mil uncrushed um, neoprene northern diver from like the 80s it's pretty cool and everyone was like yep you have to have your first dive in Dave like it's good luck beginner's luck put it on pop the wrist seal off just so embarrassed in front of all your all your diving friends broke Dave so that started well yeah but I gave her mine. It's all good now. So you chucked me in, gave me a quick orientation. And yeah, it felt like having dived for like well, over 10 years and then getting in a dry suit definitely felt like a baby diver again. I was all over the place. It took a lot of getting used to. A good few dives before I sort of felt. your first time in a dry suit? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, wow. Blimey. He was teaching me and he was like, right, this is an inversion. Just threw me upside down. <laughs> Um, but definitely it was amazing it was great because it was a whole aspect of diving I just never ever explored before um, and like I said threw me right back to the start felt like a baby diver but it's been really really good getting to sort of learn that aspect of it alongside diving with Elle so probably yeah been dry suit diving for about two years now so a little bit of experience but I probably still wouldn't feel I wouldn't feel confident teaching in a dry suit yet I definitely want to get a bit more personal experience before I started um, teaching 100% in a dry suit I'd be fine in a wetsuit or skin but I definitely want to get a little bit more a little bit more trust in myself first especially in the UK definitely yeah. more in the UK 100% so yeah no definitely a lot more warm water diving for myself but. yeah but we obviously dive in for work as well uh, we dive in the cold all the time so we're in, normally in, wet, in, in uh, a dry suit but we're in a wetsuit whenever we go abroad yeah, um, or your but, budgie smugglers, your team budgie smugglers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not meant to know that, sorry. <laughs> um, no, uh, the, yeah, the dry suits are fine. What, the Navy standard issue, are they? <laughs> no, definitely not standard issue, 100%. But they look good. 
That's not what you said. Do they? <laughs> you don't look good. The rest of the team. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, we. I find I always was taught uh, to dive tr- semi-dry until you we passed the Ocean Diver course of Biza, and then after that went into a dry suit, and then learned pretty much all my sports diver from then on in in a dry suit. Mm. Um, Kind of appreciate a dry suit once you've done the whole of your ocean diver course in the semi-dry, um, especially in places like Dost Hill and yeah. uh, Stony Cove, um, which are freezing. Um, in the, I've in the seen them in uh, Stony Cove in April uh, in wetsuits. And in fact... Well, you, we were up there a couple of weeks ago, weren't we? And they you, were in their swimmers. Yeah. And there was a, weren't there a guy in some budgie smugglers? Yeah. There was, weren't there? Are <laughs> they the open water swimmers or were they the... Dogs? Yeah, just open water swimmers, yeah. I would commend them, but I couldn't deal with that. Really uh, healthy, they'll be so healthy. It's meant to be so good for your heart, isn't it? But no, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I can think of other things. There's a, in April up there, that is the waters, bloom and chilly. And okay. uh, we've been up there teaching and you think, well... 40 minutes in the water that's that's about enough mm-hmm. and we've seen people up there in wetsuits uh been diving and that water's only what eight ten degrees in april yeah. i think people and they're like yeah there's also when it when it comes to diving like that's what really kicked me off and in going into twin set diving and looking more at my kit yeah. uh, because I did have an incident um when we were at dost hill was because I was diving, we were diving regularly all the time as a sports diver. I was just about to start dive course with the Navy. Uh, this is about two months before. Yeah. And I was diving, we had taken someone in beforehand. And then afterwards I was going back in uh, with one of the best mates from diving, uh, from the diving club. And we were just having a normal, you know, just a pot around. Uh, I think it was only a 12 meter dive, but um both of my regulators froze open um, and that was including my bailout and my um my 12 my 12 liter that i had on um luckily obviously your twin set they're both 12s no um no i'm saying i had i originally when i was diving i was only driving with a single and a pony on the side okay um and i my, I couldn't stop from free-flowing because obviously it froze open because of the temperature because we were diving. I think it was, must have been December. Yeah, it was about December time. Um, and it was quite cold. And I thought I'd just switch to my bailout. Bailout did exactly the same. And I had to do, uh, obviously, uh, AS sent with, with my mate. It came up. It, does sh- it doesn't matter how many dives you do. It does shake you up when you go to grab for your what you think is your lifeline and realise that's doing the same thing. And yeah. that, that caused me to reconfigure my whole and kit. Your regs, are they um, cold water? See, so what my main reg was cold water, uh, was a cold water reg, but um, I think I left the cap, must have left the cap off and some water had gone inside and frozen open. But I wasn't sure why it did it. I still can't, we couldn't figure out why it did it at the time. Uh, but my bailout wasn't, that was the difference. So that's caused me to relook at my kit again. Um and then I now have two cold water regs. I normally don't. So what were they? What regs were they then? Uh, they were the uh, Apex. Um, really? Yeah, but that was I've never had that issue. I've dived. We dive with Apex at work, and we've done. Yeah, uh, I do. Over, 
two and a half thousand, three thousand dives now, and I've never had mm. issues with them. I, I, bought, I bought them for Beth for her birthday because I think uh, we maintain them at work, and they're, they're pretty much a workhorse. They're really good. Yeah, it was, I, I think it was myself, to be honest. There was something I must have done. But that, so like I say, it caused me to look back at my kit, reconfigure it, take two 12 litres manifolded together so that happens. You've still got the air and relook at all the first and the second stages. It's only a tiny little rubber membrane in there and that don't yeah. take you know, dirt, something. As yeah. you said, there's a chance. And how deep were you? Did you say oh, probably, probably 10 metres. Mm. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Um, but it did... It does kind of shake you up a little bit when you when that happens because even you can but, practice, practice and practice, but when it comes to the reality, then it is a totally different. And that's what I say to a lot of people that I've taught in the past or people that, I'm, that I take diving when I see them with like no redundancy or um, just small little things when they pick it up. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, you might do this now, but that's too fiddly to do in an emergency, or you've got to really think about you go into a blind even though you train, you still go into that blind, like look for the quickest route. And if there's anything blocking that, then you should really look at your own kit and reflect on what you, what you're taking with you and do you need it? And is it going to get in the way? And is that method safe enough? Yeah. So talking of that, we always ask our guests a set number of questions. And one of them is what dive locations either individually or together are on your bucket list? We well, our, our we would absolutely love to dive at Socorro Islands, um, just off of Mexico. Is that yes? That's correct, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. You guys will have heard of them. Socorro, yeah. 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 And I think that's sort of is an incredible place. Probably a little bit out of our our price range just now. Um, but if we ever ended up sort of working on liverboards or the sailing yachts, like Elliot said. Um, if they were heading in that direction, we would definitely sort of just take a little a little bypass that way. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know what about you. Um, the Galapagos is definitely one. Just I think, but I think that's a, a given for a lot of people. Um, yeah, I would. I'd I'd like. Honestly, the thought of just diving anywhere just now is would be on my bucket yeah. list. I'm just so I'd, excited. <laughs> Antarctica would be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Just because of its impressiveness of like landscape you wouldn't really see anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it, I just want to dive with a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the idea of diving with a penguin is, is class. Um, oh, that's right. It'd be cold though, isn't it? Really cold. Once, I think once you're cold, you're cold, aren't you? Like, <laughs> when, I was at, when I was at uni, we had a lecture from Doug Allen um, one of the photographers that worked on Blue Planet yeah. um, and he was telling us about the diving and the photography all in, uh, in Antarctica and it just was insane like the visibility was like it was literally to the horizon and he yeah he definitely sort of inspired me to want to, to dive there he had some incredible stories <laughs> no that was very interesting but yeah I think just at the moment I don't know there's no nowhere really like specific that we would head to I think just sort of diving I mean, anywhere is a good dive, isn't it? If you can get in the water. <laughs> yeah. At the moment, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you guys allowed to dive at the moment still? Not until. No, not but it's what tier you're in. I think um, they there was a bit of a grey area because they they said that um, you. I can't remember who somebody came out and said that um, one of the agencies said that yes, you can dive, but 
you know, do you really, should you, you know, just because they say you can, should you, you know, yeah. because if something does go wrong, you know, you got, you got to call out services and that who will put themselves at risk at a time when we should yeah. all be. So, um, yeah, I think, I can't remember who it was that we, we have talked about it when, right at the start of the lockdown and they said, yeah, you can, two people can go and dive, but no, not from the now. I think they were just, I think I knew what you were talking about when, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Cause I think I read the same as well. And they were putting it in a position where they put a lot of the onus on yourself. And, um, the kind of, it was like, go diving, but don't go diving. It was like, but it, is, it, 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 it was a gray area of where everyone yeah. really stood. Your dive center, your local dive centers all shut. Your inland dive and centers, uh, sites, they're shut as well. Um, and it kind of almost feels a bit wrong as well to think you go and dive in when, you know, we've got friends who are running them as well. Yeah. You go and dive in when they're shut. Mm, yeah. Kind of. I mean, we had a big break or we couldn't get feel right. Yeah. No, I, I do. I do agree with that. We've not, we didn't dive at all. Well, you were away. You were on deployment until September, like I said. And then I think we had a week's diving in mull and then we did the bass rock the week after that and then we went back into we've not we didn't in scotland we weren't in full lockdown we've been in tiers mm. yeah. um, so but we're in tier four so it's actually we can't even we can't go anywhere where there is water so now we can't do any diving at all obviously because we're yeah completely illegal to travel outside of our area mm-hmm. so yeah. and that'll be the case yeah till mid-december i think still so, what is your favourite marine animal? What are we going for? What do you go for? This is a random one. I absolutely love saltwater crocodiles. Really? <laughs> yeah. Diving-wise, diving-wise, it would probably be. Um, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, but is it a crocodile? <laughs> I love. I I love crocodiles. I absolutely. I always have like. Mum said she used to take me when we were, I was younger and you went to zoos and everything like that. Look at the fluffy penguins and look at the cuteness. And I would just stand watching the crocodiles <laughs> sleep in their little enclosures. Oh, I just think they're amazing. Yeah, they're amazing until they bite your head off. That's why I think they're amazing. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, you've got Donald Dundee. Is that your favourite film? <laughs> Not even. I just love... Oh, I just... I think they're incredible. And they're so prehistoric looking. And they're... A, a, been to Africa quite a few times on um, terrestrial holidays, non-diving holidays, but um, and just seeing like a, a crocodile doing a death roll, I think is just one of the oh. most impressive things. Wow! Yeah, this is a first, isn't it? Green hair, new one, say crocodile. Never. Well, that's good. What about you? Love eels, don't you? There's only one thing I don't like in the entire world, and it's eels. Like, don't put me near an eel. You put me next to anything in the water. Be fine with sharks, not our. Eels are just a no-go. They're just You're weird. conger eel as well? Anything, anything that's an eel <laughs> that's got the name eel. Yeah, no. Don't I don't love bother. eels. I it's because so when, I was, when I was starting out diving, um, I went and uh, Moriel came out and was like proper going for me. And ever really? since then, I just can't get over that, really. And when you were running your hands along the rope. Oh, yeah. I was pulling myself along a rope underwater at one point and I, the rope slipped out of my hand and I couldn't find it anywhere. And I grabbed on, and it was an eel sleeping on the floor, and I grabbed on to it uh, in the dark, and I didn't have a torch. Um, yeah, and it was pretty disgusting. <laughs> I didn't work. have any gloves that on either. That was at work, wasn't it? Yeah. Have you ever done fishing? Huh? 
Yeah, I've, fish. I've never caught, I've never caught on fishing, which oh, is awful. Don't fish. do that. But yeah, imagine you know, when you, I've seen people catching fish, and you know when you catch them fishing, it was like that. But I was in the water, and my hand was the fish. Everything was just get covered in slime. Yeah. It's always when you're about to have your sandwich. Get <laughs> covered in slime, and you're like, right, I, I I need to have my sandwich, and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> mm, Sam, the corned beef now taste of eel oh. jelly deals. Yeah, so. we love we both we both love octopus, don't we? Yeah, I think humpbacks are really cool. Like I, I'd go swim with them all day. I, um, but oh, one thing that I really like, and I think best forgets, <laughs> I think that's what you're about. Yeah, I love mantis shrimp, like unbelievably. Mantis shrimp. tried to show me a shark in the Philippines that was sleeping under a rock, and it was a big shark. Um, it's a, uh, oh no, it's a white tip reef shark, but it was quite yes. big and it was sleeping under a rock. Beth was like, come over here. And I was like, no. And I was just playing with this mantis shrimp. I was just following him along and he was just following me. And I was just sat there for a good 10 minutes, just sitting there with this mantis shrimp. I just think they're cool. Just the fact that they can see other colour spectrums that we can't even yeah. comprehend is amazing. And the way they look at you is like complete inquisitiveness of just. I don't know. I don't Inquisitiveness. Know. Inquisitiveness. Inquisitively is the word. <laughs> yeah. I just love that. I just like, I could watch them for ages. I don't know. It just fascinates me. So if you could dive with three people or take them snorkeling or put them in the submersible, who would you take? Either individually or together? I think me and Beth would be the same with... I'd, I'd like to have gone diving with David Attenborough back in the days when in the in the videos that he had in the documentaries. I'd that take would have him been diving great. now if he'd come, like, to be honest. At any any age, David Attenborough, yeah, 100%. But that's probably that's a bit of a... Um, don't want to say the obvious one, so... Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Oh, I don't know who else we would... This might be really cringy, but I've not been able to dive with my parents for so long because of, well, just different travelling... <laughs> and I would love to go diving with my mum and dad because I've not been diving with them since yeah. I was maybe 12 so they don't know me as a slightly more sort of yeah. diver so I would love to go diving with them yeah um what's the obvious one then oh uh, we know what the obvious one is is it the same a big one? a big old Frenchman <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty cool yeah he has been um, mentioned a few times yeah, that I think that would just be cool because of the type of person he was. Like how when you when you read about the stuff that he did, and the and the team that he was working with, and you think then about the time period in which they were doing it, and where science was and where equipment was, it's like that's like the pinnacle of exploration. Like some might be people here that like like mountaineering and stuff, but someone walking up a hill is a personal thing. He's like a very um, oh, I'm going to walk up that hill see if I can do it whereas that is like what the human body can do and that was really risky like extraordinary guy extraordinary yeah. guy yeah amazing he and, he was, not sure. and, he's, uh, and his ship was a mine hunter as well he's an ex-mine hunter which is the yeah. ship he served on so that's pretty cool yeah right yeah. guys you think uh, all the st things that he did right from the the um, the end of the second world war you know, he was involved in some of the D-Day stuff that they used. Yeah. Uh, Britannic, he went down to Britannic uh, several times on air, you know, yeah. 120 metres down on air, you know. And I'll tell you what made me laugh, so physical, is that yeah. when he discovered that, he came back, came back with a ship's bell, a motorbike, and the captain's safe. 
He <laughs> <laughs> weren't going to let anyone else have the captain safe. See, they got forgot. We people often like go, oh yeah, you shouldn't do that, but yeah, you shouldn't do it now. Like we know the mistakes of the past, but back then this guy was disappearing into the blue. Like people, most people must have been thought, isn't that does this nut job on our ship? Is like he just keeps yes. getting water and he keeps coming back with his stuff, and we don't know how to get there, and he's just doing it. Do you know what I mean? And that's you don't. There's not going to be much of. No, I, I do agree with you, but I also know some uh, some friends who do dive, and their one of their main piece of dive kit is a um, uh, very big hammer and a claw hammer. And a crowbar. Crowbar. Yeah, it's, it's not the best type of diving, is it? So, uh, yeah. 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 I've said. When you were saying about um, who would you take on your submersible, can you, are you allowed to say about? Um, yeah, so I might be going. I, don't I always have to so ask we what we're allowed uh, to so, talk so about. We, yeah, so we have um, a submarine rescue vehicle at work um, that obviously drives down and rescues people. Um, that's what she's referring to. I think yeah. they're pretty cool. I'd like to have a go in one of them and the ones that they use for filming, like Blue Planet. Yeah. Um, They'd be, they'd be really cool to get in one of them. So rather than take someone in, I'd rather someone take me in one of them. Yeah, it'd be yeah. awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. But there's a potential, are you allowed to say that? Potential course that you're going on to yeah. for the driver? Yeah, so yeah, so just operating the chamber inside, because we're all chamber operators at work as well, so we operate chambers. So it's pretty much just a floating chamber that goes down and, yeah. Yeah, that's exciting stuff. And, you know, for anybody that's a non-diver or a new diver, it gives them an opportunity to go down a road, you know, they might never have considered. Yeah. Definitely. Good career to get into as well. Oh, 100%. It's going to be, I, I'd look at definitely doing my pilot's course um, outside of the Navy, like civilian-wise, because it seems like it's getting bigger and bigger, that industry, mm-hmm. especially with the superior industry, with people who don't fancy so much getting wet. Um, and just being driven if they can afford to do it and do it but yeah, it's quite a lot of the boats we were looking at have ones on board don't they they're all yeah you, yeah uh, they do I think even though people say oh yeah we should get into diving it's it's in people's exposure to the environment can cause an appreciation for it which can only be a good thing yeah, yeah. the more people that see it and the more exposure it gets the more people care so that's the problem at the moment like why do people care about the bottom of the sea because they've never seen it? Like a lot of people are like, oh, it's coral reefs, so what? But as soon as you go on a diving holiday and you see it, all of a sudden you return back from your holiday and when you see it on the yeah. TV and stuff like that, people are a lot more engaged. So yeah, I'm not really adverse to... Right. Yeah, I'm not really adverse to yeah. that kind of... Even though it's a big underwater vehicle, it's it's exposing people to it. And yeah, make a positive change. Yeah, be good. So where's your curry level then? Where's your, so after, you know, is there a curry that you have um, after you've been on a dive? What, what's your favourite meal? Where's your curry level? Oh, what was it? I, I'm a bit boring. I always go for a chicken tikka masala. But I just, yeah, you can't beat it. Or a biryani. I'll just go for a big boona. <laughs> yeah, I like boona. Yeah, well, definitely. Best, it's just like yeah. nice and calm. It's just like. Or it depends how you feel, it just smash all the cheese. Especially chilies. after your lips are so numb and cold from diving all day and you come out and you look like you've had <laughs> I try and get Beth to put that on the Instagram, a picture of uh, lips after diving, but she refuses to have that anywhere. It, no, it looks like I've had botched Botox. My lips react to the cold so badly that they go up here and down here. <laughs> and uh, like I've had injection. You know when you go to the dentist and you can't feel anything? Just sort of like this big 
blobfish. <laughs> there you go, it'd be a lot cheaper for people out there. Exactly. And you don't want that on Instagram and social media. I can't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is good, definitely. Yeah, food and rum is very important to us after diving, for sure. Very good. So do you each have a favourite piece of dive equipment? Okay. Um, My woolly bear. <laughs> My undersuit. <laughs> yeah, a big undersuit. Yeah. Um, what? Well, I'm potentially... Oh, yeah, so I've got a wing. I've got a, a custom diver's uh, wing. Okay. Um, and I think that's one of the best investments I, I ever made was a wing. Um, BCs are good. I, I'd say BCs are good if... Um, you're either instructing because it can help mirror uh, other students yeah. I've got both um, so Beth's got a BC at the moment um, and it's it's good for in, in learning because it surrounds them it's a lot of life jacket but I think yeah. soon as you've really if you decided that what you want to do diving is what you want to do is diving sorry I'd definitely invest in a wing it, it opens up so many possibilities of doing stations, side slung, um, and you can have so much range of movements, especially if you're doing, like, wreck diving as well. So it's a lot better to have your trim. It increases, it makes your trim a lot better. You like it, don't you? I lent, I, I swapped BC and wing with Beth out in the Philippines and she refused yeah. to give me back. Um, <laughs> it was good, didn't it? Yeah, oh, so that's going to be Beth's birthday present, Christmas birthday present. Yeah, it was yeah, it was my birthday in June, and he was on deployment, and he said, "I'll pro I'll promise I'll buy you a wing when you get back." And I was like, "It's too much, it's too much." So <laughs> I settled for it to be a combined birthday Christmas present. <laughs> we were hoping to to go to a dive show so we could have a look at some in person before we invested, but I think obviously with them all being online at the moment, we're just going to have to bite the bullet. But we were looking at the Apex. What was it? you remember the names? Yeah, the new Apex. Um... WTX is it P30 yeah so the you know the small little donut ones because yeah. Beth quite likes the minimalist um, like single cylinder setup because Beth I don't think I've never dived twin set before yeah. but for the weight of it I think um, you, you even said that you wouldn't be comfortable with the weight so I think she'd like a, a wing rather than um, a twin set and if you were going to go twin set you'd probably go side mount wouldn't you mm-hmm yeah, but have you ever done the side mount courses? I haven't. No, no, no. no. I was going to be doing it. I think I was down to do it this year, and um, and then because of everything that happened, that you know that kind of got sidelined. But I wouldn't mind at some stage. Yeah, I'd definitely like to have a go at. It. I mean, I've done rebreather as well, and I quite like rebreather, but it's the cost. Isn't it? It's quite yeah. quite high. Like we do all the maintenance at work as well of the rebreather of our own rebreathers and. Just looking at the overall cost, it, um, if you can afford it, I'd, I'd do it. So what rebreather do you use? Uh, so we we use our um, so it's one custom made for us, uh, right. and it's uh, made by a company called Divex um, up in Aberdeen, um, and it's completely silent and it's non-magnetic for obvious reasons because yeah. um, that's what we'd use for underwater. Your magnetic one, yeah. Yeah, big magnet on your back would be brilliant. But they are quite cumbersome, um, yeah. quite big. Uh, but once you get used to it, it's fine. But seeing some of the new ones that are coming out now and the size of them, I'd, if I had the money, I'd definitely be buying them because... So technology, the way it'll go, it'll be, you know, in time, it could be some exciting stuff coming out. Yeah, 100%. I 
like there's some really there's some really good kit coming out now that if anyone wants to lend me one to borrow for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you think there's people like John Chatterton who's going down to some really deep stuff, and he was going down there full knowing his rebreather was going to go wrong. Yeah, on the dark, and that was all part of the. You know, he's he's one of the fundamental people. Actually, how you come up with um, how they work, you know, well, back in the day. In his hotel room, wasn't he? Yeah, brave. The internals of when you when you take them apart and you actually got to replace things in them, um, you just realise how complex of a system they actually break down to be. Yeah, and. Sometimes it worries you, but you think, oh, there's quite, there's quite a lot of foul points there. But then at the same time, there's redundancy built into them. And I think they're great for, especially photographers, I could imagine they'd be amazing for underwater photography. Oh, especially for cave diving. Oh, yeah, cave diving as well. Yeah, it extends your range unbelievably. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like whenever I've experienced when we've just been doing training dives and stuff, um, marine life acts completely differently to you compared yeah. to how you would when you were in like, your scuba set. Well, with some animals like seals, they can they use um, like vent bubbles as a way of uh, fending off animals, other animals. Yeah. So if they see um, divers doing the same, you know, they can think, well, maybe is, yeah, as an act of aggression. Well, so, the, the funny thing you mentioned about seals and rebreathers, actually, we were up in um, a few years ago up diving a rebreather uh, up in Sky. And um, we had we had like a bag of scallops, just collected them off the bottom. And right. I thought my bag kept getting caught on the kelp, so I was just like pulling it forward and kept pulling it forward. And I turned around and there's a little puppy seal. It's like uh, <laughs> it's trying to eat the bottom of my bag. Um, but I turned around and looked at it. It was like stopped completely. <laughs> and then I saw. Then I carried on swimming and saw the the mother was just like lying on the bottom, just like chilling, like. <laughs> on the in the kelp, and it was that was quite funny because they act completely differently to you. They don't they don't yeah. like bite you as such. They just swim right up to you as if you meant to yeah. be. There. Must be amazing to see that transition from you know being on normal scuba and then going on close circuit. It's just yeah, uh, it's a bit weird. It's weird at first. Like I, didn't, I really didn't like it at first, if I'm honest. Um, it's like breathing into a paper bag. Um, it's but then after after you get used to it, yeah. You know what I mean, it's the same as everything. It's the same as diving when you first start and you really figure out you can breathe under water and it blows your mind. I know. Um, <laughs> it's the same. It's the same kind of feeling. But I love that look in people's eyes when they take their first breath underwater, and it's like <laughs> just that moment you think you're never going to feel that again, but it's such a good feeling. Very <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> odd. Yeah. Yeah. Just when you were saying as well, like your favourite piece of kit when we did our sort of biggest dive trip we've done was that one around the Philippines and we were there for a month and we had to be really careful with our luggage because a lot of small planes and we had lots of little flights to each individual island and we managed to fit two full sets of dive kit all our fins uh mask snorkel we had a little maintenance repair kit with us um into two rucksacks as well as all our toiletries and bag and clothes for 30 days so i think that was sort of the most we had to be very very vigilant with what we took and we couldn't take spares or so if something broke we'd either have to not dive or you know borrow or buy some new kit um but i think that was 
that was pretty cool. Having two 80-litre rucksacks on the back of, well, better sitting on the back of a moped driving through the jungle was quite a bit of an experience. I would um, recommend it. <laughs> but it does, feel quite, it does feel quite a bit of accomplishment when you do turn up to the... I bet, yeah. And you're like, right, we're finally here. <laughs> Everyone's got their lovely big, like, scuba pool bags with all their sections, and we're looking at them just like, that's amazing, as we, like, yank our regs out of our <laughs> tiny little rucksack. Because we had to, in order to fit in, I had to completely dismantle everything down to just the first stages, the hoses, the second stages, so that the, the hoses went in one pocket, the second stages went in, a, like, another little... Wow. But, it was <laughs> after a while like when you get to your fifth dive center and you're like right we're gonna have to build all the kit again they were like do you want to just jump on the boat it's going out now and they're like we have about two hours to set up our kit <laughs> but uh yeah it, it went really well actually to be honest we never apart from beth throwing her booties over the side i and, didn't mean and i felt awful about that um, oh. beth tried to empty her booties over my head um during after a dive because i kept doing it to her she thought she'd get home back she slipped and threw her booties in the water as the boat was moving oh, oh. I was so upset because I was obviously it was waste in the water and I was like please stop I need to go and get it and they were like we're over 100 meters of water it's gone <laughs> oh it was yeah that was a bit embarrassing mm. apart from that the kit went all okay on that yeah the kit was really good I think you should buy good kit first time like rather than yeah, yeah that's right yeah definitely you know you don't be buying regs and stuff like that off eBay yeah, yeah. risky risky job so, go, yeah, yeah, just go for a, a good brand as well, like a recognised good brand that's going to last because a set of regs will take you through most of your scuba career anyway. Yeah, no, that's, it's good. So if we could, um, if you had a billboard, we'll ask this question, you can do it as a joint one. Um, if you have a billboard and you want to put a message on this billboard to millions of people, okay, yeah. and that could be a picture, could be a question, could be an image can be whatever you want but you want to get a message out there to all the people what are you two going to put on it hold on this is a big opportunity i i'd just put i don't know what best feels okay, you go. Got um, one. so i reckon i'd just put backpack divers on the top right just big bold well, letters a bit of self-promotion yeah <laughs> yeah i'll put backpack divers at the top and i'd be like future dive crew wanted and then just put yeah us and then just a big picture yeah. of us with a boat and just <laughs> <on top. laughs> I was thinking more of like a, a save the planet message to the future generation but I just couldn't think how to word it but yeah oh. also biz- business promotion would well, be good it's not really business <laughs> I just want to take people diving and just have a laugh to be honest so, yes and nothing wrong with that yeah it's good but I think if you get people diving, they'll realise the importance of saving, you know, the ocean and the water. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's something. Yeah. yeah. If it was to do with conservation, um, then I mean, I'll just put hundreds of pictures of really cool things and then just like half, halfway across all the bad things that are going on and just be like, do you want to have... You've got a lot of ideas. I can't even do think. That. <laughs> <laughs> and just be like, which side do you want to be on? And then picture of then a picture of us Oscar. with the boat smiling at the top <laughs> yeah backpack of divers <laughs> yeah so where do people need to go to so for people who uh now heard you you know where do they need to go to to keep up to date with your travels so we're on facebook now um but we're mainly on instagram we post on both anyway uh under- so our, our instagram's called backpack divers mainly sort of inspired by when we did that trip and having everything 
that we needed in our backpack. He'd tell you to, actually, and for anyone who's listening, that if you put in, and I didn't realise that you two were into all this, but if you put in backpack divers, what actually come up is backpack dividers. Does it? Yeah, and you get a whole range of shelving equipment and storage stuff. I was like, well, are they in? And I said, Jim, are they in sort of shelving and storage stuff? What's going on? Well, like those packing cubes you can get for when you go on holiday. Fish, little fish, cardboard. Said, Who are we talking to? <laughs> <laughs> What's this to do with shelving? <laughs> maybe it could be some like sort of coral fragmentation, all the different things they build to fragment the corals. Or maybe we should get them involved. Mm. Yeah, do yeah. Make sure you spell that right. It's backpack. Divers. <laughs> Not dividers. <laughs> I think you give them a message. Oh, yeah, what comes up. <laughs> you can, you can you've done the same. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Maybe do a little collab with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or rucksack divers and yeah, get, yeah. Yeah. get rucksacks will come up. Rucksack <laughs> <laughs> dividers. Yeah, yeah totally different. <laughs> yeah. It's not them. So it, you're on Instagram, Facebook, you are yeah. same. Yeah. 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 Um, we've website. Website. yeah, we've got a website. The website links through our, um, if you go on our Instagram, um, it's in the bio of our Instagram. It's also on our Facebook as well. And we've got a, the website's mainly sort of a blog and it yeah. just gives little sort of tips and tricks of sort of traveling more backpacker style and diving as well gives loads of details on the Philippines and everything like that. We've not really done one yet for Scotland. That's on our sort of to-do list and blogs on Scottish diving. That'd um, be great for next year because I think a lot of people are going to be stuck here, aren't they? So yeah, definitely. So it's maybe a goal over Christmas to get that done for the yeah, new year. People diving. Yeah. Diving UK there. divers will be really popular again next year. So uh, I think, yeah, I think it will be, especially yeah. if people not being able to go away. Yeah. I think anyone that wants to ask us any questions, just send us a message. Um, yeah, that's great. Ask anyone because people don't, People don't mind. We don't mind answering people's questions. I don't think. Um, yeah, and in the future, obviously, if we do set the well, not if when we do set the uh, the boat up, we will be looking for a crew, especially like diving crew, okay. um, to help us out on our journey. So we'll probably be posting it on there to seek to ask for people to come and join us because we are going to end up doing. We're planning on doing a six months trial period so, yeah. at some point when we do it. keep your podcasters up to date with what's going on as well yes, yeah absolutely yeah we've got a worldwide audience so yeah anything you want to share just let us know and then we'll get that out there no yeah. absolutely you guys will have to have to come out and um help us out in the little trial period on our, yeah, on our good. About. <laughs> perfect um, that's fab happy all right day. well thank you very much thank you very much thank for your time much. and yeah. um yeah, no, look forward to being out Perfect. All right, thank you. Thank you so much, guys. See you later. Right, enjoy the rest of the weekend. Bye. Bye. We are back. So, Jen, <laughs> what do you think to that? Yeah, they've got an exciting future ahead of them. They certainly have. And uh, wish you wish them both best of luck with that. Yes. You know, and it'd be good seeing how their uh, plans all develop over the coming year, really. Yeah, and we've got an open invite to join them. Yeah, that'd be nice. So, uh, thank you very much to Elliot and Beth for giving us some time to uh, come on and talk to us about their plans. So, yeah, it was uh, great. Really fun. Yeah. So, everybody, if you can keep an eye on them, give them a bit of support by liking and sharing their uh, content as well. That'd be really great when they're when they're up and going. So that's that. You know, 
we are approaching number 50 then, Gem. Yeah, we're half a century old. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's been brilliant. It's been a, you know, this year has gone really quick. I know it's been a, not the best of years for most of, for most people, especially in the diving world. Do want to say thank you very much for everyone who has been listening. So that's really good. Yeah, for all our and, downloads. Um, there'll be, there's more to come. There it more is. To come. There's more, some, lots of plans happening. And uh, yeah, that's really good. Uh, episode 50 is going to be with our friends from the Royal Navy Mine Clearance Squad. So uh, they are a team that I was uh, <laughs> dying to speak to. And I thought, hey, maybe we can blow some stuff up. And uh, they did say, mm, that might not be quite such a good idea on no. a podcast. But it's good. It's, it's really great and um, it's exciting and a great bunch of guys. And uh, it's definitely going to be a podcast to look out for yeah it was definitely fun chatting season yeah certainly was and uh you know it's a good one to sort of finish the year on really in, in a lot of respects go out with a boom go out with a boom yeah i like that go out with a <laughs> go out with a bang uh but not just yet because the other thing we need to just uh mention to everybody as well i know we haven't mentioned it much on this episode but there are discounts available if you are looking for certain things like a drone or a power lens camera or uh, we you know we even sell a bike these days they are all on the show notes yeah so if anything you are looking for do check us out to see where we can save you some money yeah definitely so, so yeah look in the show notes and everything will be there with the discount codes yeah and also uh as uh, a little fun idea and uh, we are partnering up with our friends over in scubaverse.com. So hello to you guys. We are going to, they're sparing us a little, a little <laughs> shop window to have a column, a big yep. scuba column. How about that? Yep. We're published. And, um, being published. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be, that's going to be quite fun to see how that develops and um, over the coming months. And uh, this is our, our first, column yeah so that will be out in the next couple of weeks or yeah it should be yeah it should be out i think just just before i think around about christmas i think yeah from, uh, from what they're saying so look out for our new little column there so uh, that should be good little insights and maybe uh coming up we can, might be able to add on the you know who what guests we've got coming up yeah, it'll be a chance to just keep updated with us every month if you are a Scoopaverse um, subscriber. And also, let me just quickly remind you as well about the bat phone number as well, because we do want people to use it, you know. And I know some of us in the UK are not diving, but this is a worldwide thing. It's not just for UK divers, for anyone, whoever where you're listening from and if you can now go and dive and it'd be great you know let's hear hear where you go and dive and so that number again is plus 44 it is going to be all on our social media it's yeah. going to be on there okay well i think that is everything we've got covered so look at our youtube channel because we always do need subscribers yeah so look on there and most of it, and keep an eye out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we will speak to you next time for episode 50. Yeah, episode 50. Woo-hoo.
Yeah. So thank once again, thank everybody for listening and keep safe and well, and we'll speak to you next time. Yep. Cheerio, everyone.